Welcome to the Celebration Church Thomasville podcast. Join us this week as we revisit the series Unlimited, where Pastor Jimmy Bryson reminds us why we can trust God even when it doesn't make sense. So the declaration is no rain, no dew. Now here's the decision of Elijah. God told Elijah, go, go and there I'm going to sustain you over there. So here's the deal. Here's the decision of Elijah. Elijah trusted God when it didn't make sense. It's very, I, I, I love God, I love His Word, I love the humor in Scripture, and sometimes you don't see the humor in Scripture, and sometimes you do. Here's what happened. God said, go over there, I'm going to sustain you over there. I'm going to let you drink from the brook, and I'm going to feed you using what? Ravens! Ravens. Oh! Have y'all read the Old Testament? <laughs> Ravens are unclean birds. You're not supposed to touch an unclean bird. So God, God uses an unclean bird or unclean birds every day and every afternoon or evening to bring meat to him. So the unclean bird has meat in its beak and the unclean bird is dropping off food for Elijah to eat and that goes counter, that goes counter everything Elijah knew because surely he knew the word of God. So what I'm saying is, Elijah thought, man, this sure is weird. This isn't the way God, listen, this is not the way, listen, listen, this is not the way God usually does it, and yet God told me, if I will eat this, it's gonna sustain me. Elijah had to trust God even when it didn't make sense. Noah trusted God when it didn't make sense. Uh, go out and build a big box to float in. What? It had never rained. Noah had to trust God when it didn't make sense. Abraham trusted God when it didn't make sense. Pack your bags and go. He didn't even know where he was going. God just said go. Reminds me when we moved to West Palm Beach. We just packed our bags and went because we believe that's what God told us to do. Later on, he says, I want you to take your son, your only son, and go sacrifice him unto me. And so, and so Abraham had the very knife almost plunged into his son's neck before the angel of God stopped him. So here's a man that trusted God even when it didn't make sense. Have you ever read the story of Job? Job trusted God, though he slay me, yet will I serve him. Job, everybody was telling him it was because of his sin all these bad things had happened. What about Moses before Pharaoh? God said, go do this and go do that. I mean, Moses had to trust God. That didn't make sense. What about your boy Joshua? All right, God says to Joshua, I want you to march around this city because it's tightly shut up and nobody can go out and nobody can come in. I want you to tell the people to be quiet, not to say a word. I want you to march around that city one time a day for six days. On the seventh day, I want you to march around seven times. I want you to shout, the wall's gonna fall flat and I'm gonna give you the victory. That made a lot of sense. You ever read about Gideon? Uh, uh, 32,000, there's too many. 10,000, there's too many. 300, oh, now we got enough. That made a lot of sense. <laughs> if it's, Lord, since it's you, bid me come and you on the water. Okay, come. That didn't make sense for Simon Peter to get out of the water, out of the boat and walk on water. What are you saying? What I'm saying is I got God bucks giving birth to God bucks. That's what I'm saying. All the way through scripture, watch this. When God speaks, everybody say, you gotta know it's God. 
When God speaks, we're faced with a choice. Am I going to trust God even when it don't make sense? And that's what Elijah did. Elijah trusted God even when it didn't make sense. So the bottom line is, Elijah experienced the presence of God, the provision of God, and the power of God. Now watch this. Here's what I want you to take, take your little note taker out and jot down three words before we get out of here this morning. Can I just catch my breath a second? Man, y'all got me so fired up. My wife and I went to Israel many years ago, and I wanted, I wanted to see Mount Carmel where, you know, where, where, where Elijah called down fire from heaven. The empty tomb was awesome. Don't get me wrong. I'm not diminishing Jesus, okay? But I wanted to go to Mount Carmel. I was so disappointed because it was just so commercialized and all that. Because I've read, watch this, of how, of how Elijah experienced the presence and power of God. And I wanted to go there. That's where I want to be. And that's where a lot of you want to be. Maybe not physically on Mount Carmel. That's where you want to be spiritually. So if that's where you want to get to, okay, if that's where you want to get to, then we have to make the same decision Elijah made when God speaks. Can you all say when God speaks? When God speaks, we have to make the same decision that Elijah made. And here's how we do that. You ready? Number one, here's how you do it. Number one, here's what Elijah did. Elijah welcomed the presence, or excuse me, the promise of God. He welcomed the promise of God. Now, really, the promise of God was the Word of God. In 17.5, look what it says. So he went and did according to the Word of the Lord. So what did Elijah do? Listen, Elijah, watch this, Elijah welcomed the presence of God. Paul said all the promises of God... All are yes and amen. Now, what did God promise him? I'm going to give you water to drink from the brook. I'm going to provide you meat from the ravens. I want you to go over there. Over there is where you're going to get the blessing. Over there is where you're going to get the provision. But you got to go over there. So Elijah went over there. In other words, he welcomed the promise of God. And by welcome, it's the idea of accepting and embracing, receiving and taking for yourself the promise of God. So as you read in Scripture the promises of God, let's just take one. Because I'm always quoting, I'll quote it again. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. The things were... Shelter, I mean, I mean food and clothing. The basic necessities of life. So here's a promise. Here's a promise. I'm going to heap upon heap all that you need. I'm going to take care of everything you need. But, but watch this though. The condition is seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So you seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. Then everything you need, I am going to heap it upon heap it upon heap it. But, but will you take that promise for your own? Will you welcome that promise? We, whatever promises we read. So when, when, when God gives us a promise, listen, the first thing Elijah did was Elijah welcomed the promise of God. Write this down. 1 Samuel 15, 22. It's where um, God told King Saul to, uh, some of y'all struggle with this, but it's in the Bible, so I'm just going to tell you what it says, okay? You can take this up with God, and please don't email me about it, all right? God said um, to Saul, I, I, um, I want you to go out and I want you to slay, as the King James, I want you to kill all the Amalekites. Every man, every woman, every child, every beast, don't take anything. Nothing lives. 
But you've got to understand the whole Old Testament history and understand why God then, and then Saul didn't do it so it came back to bite him in the bee honkies a little bit later on. <laughs> I cleaned it up. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor, for cleaning it up. <laughs> what was I saying? No, before it be honkies. Um, what was I saying? Okay, so, so anyway, Saul doesn't do what God told him to do. They kept back the king. They kept back some of the animals and some of the, some of the goods. And so God sends the prophet Samuel to confront Saul. And he goes, oh, I did everything God told me to do. Well, I hear the bleeding of sheep and the lowing of oxen in the back. Well, if you're a leader of a company, of a ministry, of whatever, listen to me. God told Saul what to do. He didn't tell the people what to do. And he said, the people taught me into it. The people taught me into it. And then through the prophet, I mean, God tells through the prophet, well, you know what? You, you've not done everything that God said do, so he's going to take the kingdom away from you today and give it to somebody better than you. Yeah, that's what he says. Now check this out. 1 Samuel 15, 22 says, because what, what Saul was saying was, we kept the animals to sacrifice to God. We kept them back to sacrifice. That's a noble thought, isn't it? We're going to give sacrifice to God. But what did God say? Mm -mm, slay everything. So 1 Samuel 15, 22 says that to obey is greater than sacrifice. You ready for that? And rebellion is as a sin of witchcraft. Where'd that come from? Woo! What that means is, listen, when we don't do what God says do, that's rebellion and that is witchcraft. Let's just take this up with God, okay? So when God tells us to do something by His Spirit, through His Word, we know it's God and we don't do it. God considers that rebellion and God also considers that to be witchcraft. Well, I'm not doing Ouija boards. I'm not doing... No, no. You're witchcraft. Now, touch your neighbor and say, I'm glad I came. <laughs> he welcomed the promise of God. Old Testament, the New Testament. All the way through, God always blesses obedience. He always blesses obedience.